The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is often associated with younger children and with the younger generation. Many children are getting tested for various traits from a relatively young age. It can, however, uh, rule out older people suffering with ADHD, of whom there are many. Joining me to discuss their experience with adult ADHD is Aileen Kennedy, musician and mountain runner and now ADHD coach and CEO of ADHD Ireland, a man who is uh, ADHD aware by contact by his own description rather than directly, that uh, being Ken Kilbride. And Ken, I'll talk to you in a second about the organisation and uh, ADHD Ireland. Before that, though, I want to hear about Aileen's own personal story. Good morning, Aileen. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good. Tell us how you came to be diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. Yeah, so I think for me, it was quite a long road, to be honest. Um, I always kind of struggled with my mental health um, for as long as I can remember. And I did look for help when I was a teenager and all through my 20s. Um, And, you know, I was going to therapy and I was going to different doctors and getting different diagnoses. And it never really told the whole story. Um, And then in my late 20s, I was looking into autism in women and people who don't fit the stereotype. And I brought that to my psychiatrist at the time. And she actually was said, oh, maybe actually it's ADHD. Um, And that was when I was 30. So it was a long time. (laughs) Was it that you felt that there were um, symptoms or behaviours that you uh, didn't understand or or thought had a root cause? Or was it that somebody else, a la psychiatrist, therapist, family member, had said it to you? So it's a really odd one because I didn't actually, because obviously with ADHD, we have attention issues. um, And I always thought that my attention issues were because of my poor mental health. Uh, and like, I, you know, they're not mutually exclusive either, but uh, I really thought that, you know, me struggling with studying or struggling in school, I, I, I thought it was because I was stupid or that I had, I was very anxious or, and then, you know, because I wasn't able to study or take things in, then I felt terrible about my exam results. And um, yeah, it was only after I got diagnosed with ADHD or even found out about ADHD where I was able to say, oh gosh, the attention issues are actually an issue unto themselves. And did that help once you were diagnosed? Did the diagnosis make a difference? Honestly, it has changed my life uh, for the better. It has been, yeah, it, it really has been incredibly helpful for me. Why? Because I was able to stop saying that I was stupid and I was able to find an explanation and a language that explained all the struggles that I had always had. Um, and now I was able to look at it in a different way. And then oddly, because I was able to say, oh, hey, I'm not stupid. I actually, you know, was learning differently for the first time in my life, according to uh, the, the type of brain that I have. Well, your, your experience is, is not unique because obviously there are more and more adults getting diagnosed with ADHD. Ken Kilbride is the chief executive of ADHD Ireland. It was always associated, Ken, I think in, in the layman's mind, as being an illness of children. That's not the case. No, it, it extends across your lifespan. And what we now know that ADHD... I'm sorry, I should correct. Illness is probably the wrong term. Well, I, I didn't want to try I didn't want to be pejorative <laughs> in that. It was too soon to go there. <laughs> <laughs> But when you talk about the condition, it's genetic. 
So you're born with an effect across your entire lifespan. Uh, but, you know, it's only in the last sort of 40, 50 years that, you know, the medical uh, uh, psychiatry and illnesses area are looking at it. They now diagnose as adults. And it's only in the last 10, 15 years in Ireland you can now get diagnosed as an adult. What are the kind of um, symptoms, what are the kind of behavioural issues that come with ADHD? In terms of those three main behaviours, now we now look more at the neural pathways than the actual behaviours because we know the, the brain is different. Um, so again, we say it's not better or worse, it's just different. Uh, but the three main behaviours are in the names, attention deficit, hyperactivity and impulsivity. Uh, but what you find is the adults learn to manage their hyperactivity and their impulsivity. Um, as you mentioned, Aileen there is a mountain runner, so you're running off the hyperactivity. Um, you see people with ADHD don't do marathons, they do ultramarathons. They go to the gym, they have the rowing machine at home. They're managing it like that, but it's the attention deficit that affects them across their entire lifespan. And is that medicatable? Because I know there was a, a, a trend for particularly among children for um, the prescription of things like Ritalin. Is that the case with adults? Yes. Um, but again, what you do know is, and the positive news that we do bring, and forgive me just you know, talking about the other side first, we know what adults with untreated adult ADHD are going to have higher rates of unemployment, higher rates of marital breakdown, um, higher rates of substance misuse around alcohol and cannabis, um, you know, higher rates of you know, um, lower life expectancy. It's a serious condition when it's not treated across the lifespan. You know, we've done studies that show that the socioeconomic impact of adult ADHD in Ireland is 1.8 billion. Now, that's 1.8 billion every year. Not once off, it's a 1.8 every year. So it is a serious condition. But, you know, the good news is that once you do get it treated and get the right treatment, now you have to preface the words right treatment and do the little bunny ears, um, you know, for, medic, for some people, you know, about uh, one third to maybe half of people with ADHD probably require medication. And um, like when people do get it, you know, when it does work, as Aileen was saying, it's life changing. Now, you talked about the, the reduction in life expectancy. Is that a function of uh, poor health and, and poor health control? Is it a function of impulsive risk taking behaviours? What is it that reduces the life expectancy? It's generally a combination of things, not usually just one thing. But as you say, like there, you know, um, if you're going through, you know, lots of jobs, you might be a little bit poor. You know, studies will show that people with ADHD earn less than their siblings that don't. Uh, but, you know, one of the, the uh, reasons for the low life expectancy is accidents, which is the impulsivity. Um, so, and again, but, you know, um, very a variety of things impacting on your life sp- across a number of years cause that lower life expectancy. Well, Aileen, you described your own experience in, in respect of studying and your capacity to retain, retain and attend to um, things like uh, university studies. Are any of the other kind of factors that Ken is talking to, do they ring bells with your own experience? Absolutely. And I think that's the thing about ADHD. It's very complex and it's not just about what the letters mean. There is so much to it. Um, and yeah, what Ken was saying, the impulsivity, hyperactivity. Uh, and I think for me, you know, as a woman and, and a person who doesn't fit that hyperactive, outwardly hyperactive stereotype, um, people mightn't see me as someone who is hyperactive, but internally I'm very hyperactive. And so with the impulsivity as well, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, Risk taking, as I mentioned, and, and as Ken also said that, you know, unemployment and, and struggling to keep jobs, finding jobs, having absolutely no money, you know, that, that has been, that was a huge, um, issue for me. And certainly a lot of people who I work with, um, as well, um, who have ADHD, you know, it's, it is highly complex. Text saying, hi, Anton, I'm 46, recently diagnosed with ADHD. Delighted to hear it's being discussed on the show. I can totally relate to Aileen. It's a very misunderstood condition and not what people perceive it to be. Well, Ken, if there are people in that kind of situation who are listening to this and listening to your description 
of the the kind of behaviours that go with ADHD. If somebody wants to find out more or if they want to get a diagnosis, what's the route? In terms of getting the diagnosis, um, forgive me, the actual uh, diagnostic criteria says, you know, uh, people with ADHD don't like uh, things that require sustained mental effort. Getting a diagnosis in Ireland requires sustained mental effort for ADHD. Um, you know, the HSE will have services, but they only have services in three or uh, four locations around the country. And you have to live in those locations. Um, if you want to get it done privately, there's wait lists. In Ireland, even if you have money, you can't get the diagnosis. So there is that challenge there and people are waiting a long time to get it. And, you know, not like everything else, you know, the longer you wait, the more it impacts. And when you say about the money, that's a question that's just come in. Is it expensive to get diagnosed? If you go privately, is it an expensive route to examine? Well, again, we'd always say talk to particular clinicians, but you're looking at in around a thousand euros. And I assume there's information available through ADHD HD Ireland. Yeah, yeah, everything's on ADHDIreland.ie. Ken, thank you very much. That's Ken Gilbride, who is CEO of ADHD Ireland. And before Ken was Aileen Kennedy, who is musician, mountain runner and ADHD coach now herself. Coming up- the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.